Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. We are delighted to have you. We're in now our, our series of Thanks Living. We're talking about Thanks Living. Thanks Living. Uh, living with honor and acknowledgement of God from our secret place. Now, first time visitors, y'all gonna have to try to catch us because uh, I don't have time to explain everything as far as the, the uh, secret place is concerned. But we all know, let me just put my, my, my God chair out here. Yeah, this is, where, this is where the Lord sits in our secret place, right? So somewhere in your soul, there's a seat, or I like to call a throne in our secret place where God sits and he speaks to us from there. Save the unsaved, delivered or bound, free or, you know, at peace or confused, whatever state. If you are alive, God is speaking to you. The Father is speaking to you. Listen, look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. So from that secret place, the more you acknowledge him in your, in your secret place, like, Lord, I want to make this decision. But what does the king think? I want to do this, but what does the king think? You always need a king's perspective. You're going to need the king's perspective in your life because there's your wisdom. There's your strength. There's your power because whatever he instructs you to do, he gives you power to perform it. If you disobey him, you're in your own power. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's always helpful to be represented by a corporation. So when you go to meet, you're, you're backed by, you know what I mean? You're, you're backed by Facebook. I don't know. I'm a Facebook representative. And everybody's like, whoa, because the brand is your authority. People may not know you, but they know who you work for. You understand what I'm saying? I'm the branch manager for, for Cheesecake Factory. I don't know. You understand what I'm saying? You, I might not know you, Courtney, but I know who you represent. You understand what I'm saying? So now you have the power of who you represent walking with you. So you've got to get the king's perspective because when you go and make your decision, you're going to need the power of God to assist you and endorse you in all that you do. So the more you acknowledge him, Lord, what do you think of this? Lord, what do you think of this? Lord, that's called in all thy ways. Come on, y'all can help me preach. And he will... Who needs direction this morning? Could it be that you got your navigation system turned down too low? Because I don't see a God that'll leave us without direction. They call him the good shepherd. He knows how to lead his flock. So if we all need direction, could it be that we didn't ask the king or we're not listening to the king or we don't like the king's answer or we're waiting on the king to change his response because we don't like that way? I refuse to believe he left all of those hands without direction and we're his sheep. Two things he is, good father, good shepherd. He knows how to give good direction. Oh, y'all not? Okay. Are you seeking him? How are you seeking him? When you seek him, do you wait for an answer? 
Or do you pray and get up? That's like leaving a message on an answering machine. If you keep calling somebody and leaving a message on their machine, you cannot say, I talk to them all the time. You might pray all the time, but you don't communicate with God all the time. Woo! How about don't get up until you hear him? I mean, off your knees or wherever your place of prayer is. How about it's not about leaving a message on his machine and he'll get back with me. No, he's waiting to talk to you right now. I refuse to believe all of us need direction, but we're his children. And he's a good father. And we're his sheep, the sheep of his pasture. And he's a good shepherd. Nine times out of ten, we do not like the direction. Are y'all hearing me? Because turn the other cheek. That can't be right. So let me pray again. Let me go ahead and leave another message. God usually responds in the ways of humility. Never mind. But because most of us are not humble and we want our way, we refuse, ignore, or suppress his direction, and then we say we need it. Could it be that we don't like his ways in the moment? We like God, we love him, but that God, you don't know my supervisor. I know you don't know him because he ain't saved. Like his direction has conditions filtered by our reality and our feelings. No, the word is the word. And Jesus Christ the same yesterday and forevermore. So I pray that by this time next week, there won't be that many hands saying they need direction. Whether you're ready to do it or not is another question. Whether you have strength to perform it or not is another question. But if you do you need direction? No, I got it on the navigation. Nine times out of ten, especially if I use my phone, I like to use my car navigation because my phone navigation just takes me. I don't like the way my phone takes me. I don't know what's wrong with Siri. She got a serious problem. I don't. She don't know where traffic is. She don't know where construction is. So nine times out of ten, I don't like her way. But it's not that she didn't give me direction. You understand what I'm saying? You ever look at the navigation and be like, man, I got a better way than that. They don't know. I can go right down I-4, take that little road, and this, this navigation is crazy. Could it be that we don't have direction because we think we know a better route? I think I know a better way to do this. I've been in trouble before. I know how to get out of it. I've been in relationships before. I know how to get out of it. I, we think we know a better route. So we deny his instruction, and then we wind up lost or confused or in need of direction. Tell your neighbor, listen to him, listen to him, listen to him. One of the many things he instructs us to do, there are a few, not a few things, God instructs us to do a lot by his word. One of the main things he instructs us to do is give him thanks. Give him thanks. It must mean something to him. Even as a child, I grew up in Camden, New Jersey, very rough neighborhood. Tough. I just went to Jersey Friday. I had to lay to rest one of my homies. And I went there Friday, and I forgot that all weather is not Orlando weather. 
Y'all see me this morning. I'm dressed like I'm still up there. I didn't. I don't want to get caught out there like that no more. And I came home yesterday and it was a little cold. I said, I brought it with me to Orlando. I said, forget that. I'm wearing boots tomorrow. I don't care if it's 92 degrees and a sweater. But I grew up in Canton and one of the first things I remember is two things. Say please and thank you. Fundamental social communication. Fundamental protocol for asking and receiving. Please and thank you. Our kids today will see a stranger. Oh, look at you, look at And they give you kids something, and the parent be like, what do you say? And they, thank you. That's right. Thank you. It's a fundamental protocol that you give to those who give to you. Oh, my goodness. So... It, so if every time I give you a dollar, I almost expect you to say, matter of fact, every time I give you anything, I know you, you if you give somebody anything, you'll wait for it like, okay, cool. Okay. And every time I do it, I expect thank you. So that's why David said, yo, forget it. I will bless the Lord. Because if I pinpoint everything he gives me, if I take the time to map out everything, that, oh, he gave me another breath, thank you. Uh, another breath, thank you. Uh, another breath, thank you. Uh, another. You, you can't, you just got to thank him at all times. That's why it says, in all things, give, because you always owe him. Oh, y'all quiet over here. I got you. I said, you always owe him. You're clapping your hands. You can do that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You understand what I'm saying? Thank you. We are so backed up in Thanksgiving. That's why we got to call this thanks living. Your whole life should be an expression of thankfulness and gratitude to God. I got some thanks hinderers. I want to present to you. We got some things that hinder thanks. Y'all ready to hear this? I'm ready to tell you. It's not deep, but it's real. Number one, hinderer of thanks is feelings. <laughs> Sometimes I just don't feel like it. I ain't going to point to no section who I think that is this morning, but... Let me all straighten up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Oh, I got to praise your name. Yeah, I got to bless you. Y'all straighten up. I <laughs> feelings. Feelings can hinder. I don't say stop, but slow down the Thanksgiving process. You, you're offended. You get offended. Your feelings are jacked up. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, distress or hopelessness. The doctors give you a report. Your child ran away and won't come home. You discouraged at your job. They land people off. I don't know. Preach to yourself. But discouragement and hopelessness can hinder thanks. How? The, the Bible says, how can we sing when we're in a strange land? So confusion hinders your thanksgiving, and it shouldn't. That's what I'm saying. None of these things should stop you from giving him thanks. Even if you feel hopeless in all things. Even if you feel despair, in despair, give him thanks. Look at somebody and say, you still owe him. 
Mm-hmm. I like this. I like this. Either y'all listening or you not. Feelings, fatigue. I'm too tired. I don't feel like it. That's why the Bible says, be not weary. Come on, y'all. And well doing, for you shall reap if you, you ain't that tired. Who's too tired to get blessed? Oh, I'm not too tired not to reap. I might be tired, but I'm not going to faint before I reap. Anybody ready to be blessed in here this morning? Thank you, love. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Feelings. Feelings. Do not let your feelings stop or don't let your feelings step in front of your vow. That's marriage. That's friends. That's what you should be giving God. I, I will bless the Lord at all times. Who, who has ever said, I will bless the Lord at all times? Who has said it? And his praise shall continue. Okay. That's your, uh, uh, what is it? What confession? That's your vow. That's what you're saying. I'm going to do this, right? Don't let your feelings step in front of your vows. Liv, you got to learn to commit to something. You got to learn to see something all the way through. I'm telling you, I'm speaking against the spirit of poverty. Yeah, poverty say, you good. Uh-uh, no, I'm not. I got to continue. He that has begun a good work shall perform it. He got to finish what he started. I speak against the lazy spirit in the name of Jesus. Get up, wake up, rise up in the name of Jesus. Shake yourself this morning. Don't be lazy. Get up. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. Feelings hinder progress. Feelings hinder process. Feelings hinder elevation. You better know what you know and make your feelings align with it. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You better. David was talking to himself. He said, you know what? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that, you better get yourself together. Mind, get yourself together. Legs, get yourself together. Hands, get yourself together. And all that's within me, talk to yourself and say, we're going to bless him today. Don't let yourself dictate your praise. You tell your body what to do. I command my feet to bless the Lord. I command my hands. Y'all quiet now. I command my voice. It's a will. You got to will yourself to do it. I will bless the Lord. You got to give yourself the will to bless him. It ain't going to just come out of nowhere like, oh, I feel like praising him. No, nothing in your flesh will ever feel like praising God. You got to will it when you can't feel it. Y'all miss what I just said. You got to push yourself to say, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I feel like, no matter what the circumstance, I will bless Everybody that don't feel like it, will yourself to do it right now. Do it. It ain't about feelings. I gotta do it! Let me get y'all out of here. <laughs> shake yourself. Shake your leg. These seats are too comfortable. We need another church. Y'all too comfortable here. 
We're going to get some hard wooden benches for you in the next church so you'll stand up and give God. Y'all too comfortable here. You leaning back in these plush little seats. Get up for one second and wave your hand and say, thank you, Jesus! You feel that strength? You feel that joy? You feel that power? Thank you, Jesus! Oh! Okay. Don't get so comfortable that you don't keep your vow. In business, in career, in relationships, in marriage, don't be so comfortable you don't keep your word. Y'all know y'all was in some trouble a while ago. You said, Lord, if you get me out of this. This ain't everybody. I need 500 real people that know you was in that situation like me. And I got in that situation like a million times where you sitting there like, Lord, I need you again. I know I said it last time, but if you get me out of this one, I promise that I'll praise your name. If you ever said that, do it now. If that was ever you, if it was ever you, do it, do it, do it. Keep your word, keep your vow, keep your promise, keep your commitment. If you ever said it, let me get y'all to the next point. Stay right there because I don't know how much. I'm going to tell them to scream. I don't know what I'm going to do. Just stay on your instruments because this is going to be one of those Sundays. It ain't going to be just crazy. It's going to be crazy. We're going to have a crazy Sunday today. I said you're going to need your voice for this one. I told you already you're going to need your voice for this one. Let's go crazy. Let's go crazy. Let's give them praise this morning. Crazy praise. If your neighbor is loud, just look at him and say, you so crazy. <laughs> if your neighbor is a runner and they jump up and down, look at him and say, you so crazy. And now y'all look back at him and say, you know what? You're right. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus, and all Okay. Oh, it's gonna be a loud one today. I got a revelation for y'all that you might not like too much. Heaven is not gonna be quiet. Heaven is not gonna be quiet. The angels are gonna be doing their job like they always been doing. They're going to be worshiping God. But there the Bible says there's going to be a rowdy crew dressed in all white. And the angels are going to say, who are they? And God is going to say, oh, don't mind them. They are the redeemed. Anybody been redeemed in here? Make some noise. I've been redeemed. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. 
Oh, it's gonna get crazy in here. It's gonna get crazy in here. It's gonna get rowdy in here. You don't realize what he saved you from. Imagine a string letting you down slowly into a pit of fire. And you start feeling the heat on the bottom of your feet. And you see this whole big pit of fire and you keep being lowered and lowered and lowered into it because of your sins. And every mistake you made, you got closer and closer to this heat. Imagine yourself just dangled over fire. I know y'all can't because that's how good he is. But imagine you feeling the heat. Every sin that gets hotter and hotter, but somebody comes in. Good God Almighty. Jesus comes in and lays across the fire. He puts the fire out. And he tells you, go, 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 live, live, live. Ah! I got it covered. Go live. I got it covered. Go praise me. I got it covered. Because of his blood, you ain't got to touch the fire. That's why we go crazy. Are you kidding me? I can't be quiet in here. Since I'm not going to the fire, I give him a fiery prayer. I'm sorry. Y'all got to sound a real old school in here. I'm sorry. Let's go back to modern church. Be seated. Be seated. Let's go back to modern church. Let's go back to relevant presentation. Oh, oh, for 30 seconds. For 30 seconds. Can y'all act like it's old school? One, two, three, five. If you're not gonna dance, clap. If you're not gonna clap, smile. If you're not gonna smile, I don't know what's wrong with you. He's been good. You got 15 seconds. One, two, raise him. Ten, nine, eight, seven. 
gotta go. One, two, one, two, wait a minute. Finish this. It's gonna be a crazy Sunday! Yeah! All right. here I like the noise right here I like the shout right here I love to pray ah! all right be seated yeah. be seated be seated let me get y'all out of here <laughs> Woo. 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 Hey, shit, they come watch this we'll pick it up next week receive it y'all come on
gonna stop here because I feel like God wants to do more in the spirit than what I could ever articulate. But do not let your feelings block or come before your vow. Another thing is familiarity. That hinders your thanksgiving, being too familiar. Being too familiar. Once you're familiar with something, it depreciates. As soon as you drive your brand new car off the lot, it has less value. It depreciates just because someone is now familiar with the vehicle. Familiarity, don't get, and the last two are kind of the same. Feelings, don't let it block your thanksgiving. Familiarity, being too familiar. Jesus could do no miracles. Jesus, because the city was too familiar with him. They're too familiar. And what I mean by too familiar, I don't know if they knew him personally or if they just knew about him. But because of their perception of him, he could do no more than what they expect from him. God is saying to you this morning, take the limits off. I know you know I'm a provider, but I'm a healer too. I'm a, oh yeah, I can do exceeding abundantly. You right here, he's doing it for you. You think it's impossible. God says, with me, all things are pop. God said today, I'm gonna do what you think. Can somebody lay hands on her, please? Somebody, go, go pray for her, mother. Go pray for her. The things you think are impossible, God is going to prove he's God in your life by doing the impossible. Yeah, she can come down if she want. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. He's going to do the impossible in her life. Do not get too familiar. Oh, yeah, I know God. He's, I know. He's the one that I know. You think you know him. Oh, but he's going to show before the year is out. He's going to show you another side of himself. Y'all just missed what I, I'm prophesying to y'all today. Before 2019 ends, God is going to show you a different side of himself. Amen. You think you know, but you have no idea. Yes, he's a healer, but wait, there's more. He's a provider. Yes, you know he's a provider, but oh wait, there's more. He's a way maker. Yes, you know he's a way maker, but wait. There's more. He's a deliverer. Don't get in your feelings. Don't get too familiar. Third thing that blocks it is the weirdest one. Because he's faithful. How could that hinder Thanksgiving? He's faithful. Wow. Because sometimes you're not acknowledged because you're so consistent. People who are always doing what they're supposed to do rarely get acknowledged. Being faithful. When did being faithful become a bad attribute? When did being faithful cause us to not acknowledge him? He always wakes me up. I ain't got to thank him for that. 
He always starts me on my way. He, I always get to work safely. I always get to live. We don't even think about his consistency because he's so faithful. I need y'all to nitpick his goodness. I need y'all to be petty about your praise. Pick every little thing you can thank him for. Because he should not be punished for being faithful. He should not not get thanks because he's consistent. Begin to thank God for being consistent. There are things, those of you that are sitting right now, you're not even thinking that the chair is holding you up. Because the chair is consistent. It rarely gets acknowledged, but you're sitting comfortably for two hours because something is holding you up. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I'm not just talking about a chair now. I'm talking about a God that holds you up. And he's so good at doing what he does that he don't even get acknowledged for it. Let's acknowledge God for his goodness and acknowledge others for their consistency in your life. Begin to tell people, thank you. Tell the people you, you need when you don't need them, thank you. You understand what I'm saying? If they always give you money, call them when you don't need money and say thank you. If they always give you a ride, call them when you don't need a ride and say thank you. If they always doing your hair and you looking good, call them when you don't need your hair done. I don't know. Call people you, you normally need when you don't need them just to say thank you. Thank you. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Because lack of thanksgiving can produce a false sense of self. Lack of thanksgiving can produce a, oh, I'm doing this. Oh, I, I, got, I got this. Oh, I'm, oh, so I know how to, okay. I'm a bad member. I'm a bad boy. As you continue to live without thanksgiving, you grow a false sense of yourself. You start to think too much of yourself. You start to think that it's actually you and not him in your secret place. When you don't continually give thanksgiving to God, you develop, you, you develop other sources. Because if it ain't him that's doing it, it's either you or someone else. So you got to keep checking in. It's like a check. It's like checking in. Thank you, God. I know that's you. Woo. Thank you, God. I know. I know that. Oh, thank. look at somebody say check in. Check in. Yeah, check in. Check in. Thanksgiving is for your alignment. I'm trying not to preach the rest. I said I was done. Thanksgiving is for your alignment. It's for the alignment of your thoughts. It's to bring you back. Oh, it ain't social media. It's him. Uh, Y'all miss what I just said. When you stop giving him thanks, you develop other sources. And they're still a resource. They're never your source. Thanksgiving is your reality check. It's the point of your humility. When you check in with God and say thank you, you're admitting and acknowledging, I know it ain't me. It's humbling. It keeps you in the right place with God. It keeps you broken before him. 
You could be the man out here, but when it comes to that chair, it got quiet. I knew I should have stopped while we was dancing. Okay. You got to thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's humbling. It makes sure your flesh is at bay. It keeps your flesh subdued. It keeps renewing your mind. It ain't you. It's him. It ain't you. No, but I started my own business. I started. Who gave you the strength? Come on, y'all. It's God that gives you power or wisdom or strength to get wealth. So either way, he deserves a thank you. It's a balancer of the soul. You can wear your ambitions by it, your thought process, your attitude. Come up here, love. That'll help me be quiet. Thanksgiving in my closing. It's an attitude adjuster. It's an attitude adjuster. It'll fit. Say thank you, Jesus, when you're mad. That's what I'm talking about. Since y'all act like y'all confused, what is the attitude? Yeah, you mad. Like, uh, try to thank you, Jesus. All right. Thank you, Jesus. All right. You can't say thank you, Jesus, and keep your attitude. Why get quiet? I live. I'll preach about it next week, y'all. Y'all wanted to end on that part. I'm sorry. But I like to give you living points. I like to praise God. That's great. That's spiritual. But it says sing with an understanding and sing in the spirit. We're going to praise in the spirit, but we need to give instruction too. Thanksgiving is an attitude adjuster. It gives you the correct perspective of what you're upset about. You mad at somebody? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You're like, all right, it ain't that bad. All right, maybe I can say it differently. All right, maybe it aligns your thoughts, your spirit, your soul, and your attitude. Some of y'all are just violent and mad and upset because you never thank God. I ain't talking about coming to church. You, you pseudo plan to praise them and give them thanks. You kind of like subconsciously, I might have to wave my hand and mumble, thank you, Jesus, when I go to this church. I might have to just clap my hands a few times and be like, hallelujah, when I go here. So you kind of wired here to give some type of acknowledgement. But what if Thanksgiving don't just help you here? Thanksgiving helps you at home. It's an attitude adjuster. Lack of Thanksgiving, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna do it. Yeah, I ain't gonna do it. We're gonna talk next week about how Thanksgiving is, uh, uh, it, 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 it resolves an exchange. That when I give you something valuable, if you cannot pay me back, you saying thank you, It resolves it. It's something that satisfies the giver. The giver is satisfied just from two words from you. You got $2,000 from me. I got two words from you and we're even. Y'all missed what I just said. We're going to talk about it next week. somebody holds your car. They don't have a car for you to hold, so they can't pay you back the same way. But when they drop that car back off and they say, it brings balance to an exchange. We're going to talk about it. And, alright, this is my last point I'm going to do next week, so act like you ain't hear it. 
When you say thank you to the giver, it satisfies the exchange and it postures them to do it for you again. When I say thank you, they say you're welcome. I'm almost excited to do it for you again. Because when you find somebody that's grateful, you don't mind giving to that person. When you find somebody that'll say thank you, you don't mind being a blessing to them. So if you want more from God, it'll be wise for you to give them thanks, give them praise. Yeah, let them go. They, they got something today. They got a blessing today. We'll talk about that next week. Everybody standing. We're going to pray. We're going to give. We're going to pray. We're going to go home. We're going to pray. We're going to give. Go ahead. Thanksgiving keeps you surrendered. Thanksgiving is an honor gauge. Thanksgiving weighs your honor of a thing. Because now that I know you're thankful, the question now is, how thankful are you? Yes, I'm thankful. But how grateful are you? Yeah. To one woman, she broke open a box that had a year's worth of salary in it. Because that's how thankful she was. So everybody in the room is thankful, but some of us are more thankful. Oh, because he's done more for us. You don't know. The Bible says, he that is forgiven much, loveth much. Ask your neighbor, how thankful are you? How thankful are you? Ask him on the other side, how thankful are you? How thankful? Your expression of thanks. How y'all doing? Good to see you, homie. Your expression of thanks reveals how much you honor and value the giver. The way you say thank you expresses how much you... We went to the Shake Shack yesterday. We was trying to go to Cheesecake Factory, but it was packed. That's why I ended up at the burger joint. And we were standing there, and you know, a lot of people from the back, the cooks and all that, was like, hey, you know, how you doing, Ty, or Pastor? I was like, oh, how y'all doing? God bless you, whatever. I said, yeah, let me get that smash burger with the da 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 Look at that. Chante, let me get my sauce on the side. I said, I want my sauce on there. Give me something. Let me get it. So this woman was standing by the counter. Right? There was one woman taking our order. There was another woman just standing by, standing by her. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's she? She probably want a picture. She probably want me to sign something. She probably waiting for me to order something so she can tell me, oh, my God, I was at your last show or I was at your church. Because she was just waiting for us to order. She was like this by the person ringing us up. So I was like, this is kind of weird, okay? So let me hurry up in order so I can, you know, see what she wants to say. So the woman was like, okay, that'll be 2364. All right, 38. My wife said 38. I said, all right, here you go. Uh-uh-uh. She like, uh-uh, Pastor, I got it. Here you go. She was a manager at the Shake Shack. If you're here, I love you. She said, I listen to you all the time on the podcast. I go to live church. She said, it ain't no way you're going to come up here and pay for anything. This is what she said, y'all. This is my way of saying, she didn't even know I was going to preach it today, but she said, this is my way of saying thank you. Liv, I got one question. How do you say thank you? What's your way 
goodness what's your way so there are different ways you're going to talk about that to say thank you you can live a thank you and not even speak it you can serve a thank you when she washed his feet with her tears and her hair she didn't say thank you but she did talk about that this is my way of saying thank you live what is your way coming in here hearing the praises is not a way coming in here hearing the word is not a way to say thank you you're still receiving what shall can you go to the very last scripture I can't believe I didn't put one scripture up today go to the very last one the turkey do look good everybody stand up Oh, I'm sorry, the two, two before that, two before that. What shall I render to the Lord? <laughs> For all of his benefits toward me, what shall I give him? What can I, what's the next one? Is it another version of the same scripture? The next one yes what can I give the Lord for all the good things I thought it'd be a little louder than that that's why I had these scriptures at the end but I forgot I didn't set up the whole sermon what can I give God for all the good things he's given to me now don't be a pessimist and start naming all of the gnats that's in your life well he what, what you mean the good things he's done for me I I ain't got that. You're going to start naming the gnats. That's the small things. That's the little things. And I always say gnats are irritating because they're so small, but they fly so close. Like, is there any other part of the body you can fly? Fly on my elbows. Why you got to be in my eyes? Small things seek to get all your attention. Small things are trying to get your whole focus. But do you know that the lifespan of a gnat is about 30 days? The lifespan of a gnat is about 30 days. So you're about to lose focus and focus on something that's about to die anyway. You, you, I prophesy you are about to outlive your storm. You're about to outlive your trouble. All right. What shall I give to God for his goodness, man? What can I give him? In this moment, I want to give. Then we're going to pray for the souls in here that may be lost and who may need healing and deliverance. We're going to pray for you all. We're going to cover your families and your loved ones and your mind that the gates of hell will not prevail in the name of Jesus. We're going to give, we're going to pray, and we're going to dismiss. Are y'all ready to do that? All right, ask him, what shall I give God? How can I give him something from all his goodness to me? If God has been good to you in this building, let me do a goodness check. Has God, uh-oh, I feel it rumbling in here. Has God been good to anybody to my right? Let me hear you. Let me do a goodness check. Has God been good to anybody on my left? Oh, I like that, I like that. Live, everybody, has God been good to anybody? Tell your neighbor he's been good to me.
Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you are blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.